ladies and gentlemen. Jorge, why are Americans accepting the disinformation, denial, and danger on our southern borders? Please welcome your panel from the great state of Texas, Congressman Brian Babin. From California, Congressman Devin Nunez. From townhall.com, Julio Rosas. And your moderator, the pollster for President Trump, Jim McLaughlin. And by the way, we've got an incredible panel here, and I don't think it's any accident with the folks that we have on this panel that they made this the last issue panel. Not because, I mean, they are, I have American heroes to my right right now, but the importance of the whole immigration issue. And when you think about where we've gone, I'm a pollster, so I always love talking about polling numbers in terms of what's going on out there. And if you look at it right now, You've got about 80% of Americans are telling us it's a serious problem. And oh, by the way, only 16% of Americans agree with Joe Biden that we're not in an immigration crisis right now. And because this is CPAC, we're about solutions, we're about problem solving, we're about reform. How did we get here? You think about it. I mean, basically, I'm going to start with Congressman Nunes. You guys had the problem solved with you had the problem solved with Donald Trump and look what happened. How did you solve it? Well, first of all, what's going on? First of all, thank you all for being here. I know you're all here just for us. It's not for President Trump, right? <laughs> guys are, but thanks for thanks for your, your kind uh, welcome here. But you have to understand that the Democrats want this immigration problem to happen. Everybody thinks, well, why would they want this? Why would they want this? They're going to get in to this country over 2 million new people that they believe will ultimately be their voters. That's what this is about. So when you see Kamala Harris not go down there, she's not going down there because that's what the leftists want. They don't want her to go down there. And that's why she did what she did by pretending to go down there because ultimately you've got 20% in this country who are extreme left. But you've got the rest of the country who are now waking up to the fact that, whoa, maybe we shouldn't move in an entire city the size of, you know, any major city in this country. And I think that's what that's what people have to understand. This is a narrative that they created. It's a narrative that they want. It's policies that they want. And only now, because I think you just can't hide the fact that it's doing damage to communities and Brian can speak to it. But. You're starting to see Hispanic Americans begin to vote Republican. Yep. Without a doubt. Which, which, by the way, we were fortunate enough to do the Texas, to do Texas for President Trump. He got 41% of the Hispanic vote. They think this helps them with Hispanics, but the truth is it's going to backfire on them. Now, I want to turn it over to Congressman Babin from the great state of Texas. Again, Congressman Babin, you guys had the problem solved. What did you do to solve it, to solve the immigration problem at the border? 
Thank you, Jim. Uh, great to be here at CPAC. First time in uh, Texas. Really proud to be here. Um, we, uh, the Trump administration did not go without having its challenges. Uh, 2019 was a terrible year. The caravans, uh, people were piling across the border. And uh, I tell you, through a lot of homework, through negotiations, hard, hard work, uh, uh, dealing with uh, Northern Triangle countries, with Mexico, the president of Mexico, President Trump and his administration did a bang up job of meeting that challenge and not only meeting it, but defeating that challenge. In 2020, we had a re relatively very secure border. And uh, I can tell you this, you know, elections have consequences. And uh, during the transition period between the Trump and the uh, Biden administration, the Biden administration was being told repeatedly, I've got very good close friends that worked in the uh, Department of Homeland Security for Border Patrol uh, and on and on. And some of them, I, I talked to them routinely. They were telling the Biden administration, do not undo these policies. Do not undo policies like the MPP, the uh, Migrant Protection Protocols, uh, the Safe Third, uh, third, World, uh, third Countries, uh, Asylum Cooperative Agreements. Uh, don't reverse this. Don't stop construction of the border wall. My goodness, that was the thing that was really working. And, uh, you know, if it didn't work so well, why didn't the Democrats thought it was so, so uh, you know, immoral? Why did they put up a double perimeter of wall around the U.S. Capitol? You know, that, that made no sense whatsoever. Unfortunately, and, and also Title 42, uh, the, the uh, public health uh, protection uh, directives and protocols where they could, during a pandemic, they could turn these individuals back across so they wouldn't be infecting American citizens. Unfortunately, they did not listen. As Devin said, they want to replace the American electorate with their own people. That's exactly what this open border business is all about. And quite frankly, Joe Biden and his border czar, Tsarina, uh, Kamala Harris, who took a hundred days to get down to the border and went down for a photo op. And quite frankly, they are violating their oaths of office to protect and preserve and defend the U.S. Constitution. They deserve censorship. They deserve this. And they are simply falling down on the job, refusing to enforce the law, refusing to protect not only Texas and, and uh, Texas citizens and their property, uh, but all of Americans. But every state in this country is now a border state. I'm very, very proud of our state government, uh, who is now stepping into that gap left by the, the Biden administration to start trying to build the wall, at least close these gaps and start turning these people back. And only a truthful media and you folks out there and those of us giving that message, informing the American people that this is a renegade presidency that will not enforce the law. And before long, folks, a sovereign, if you don't have secure borders, you're not going to have a sovereign nation. Our nation is at huge risk right now on every aspect, whether it be terrorism, crime, uh, you name it, drugs, 
from 70 to 90,000 overdose drugs of Americans every year because fentanyl is up about a thousand percent right now. It's out of control. The cartels, folks, are in de facto control of our southern border. And it's got to stop and the message has got to say. And elections have consequences, folks. We've got to change the House leadership. We've got to change the Senate. And then two years later, we've got to change that White House as well. Thank you, Jim. Julio. Julio Rosas is an investigative journalist. And he's actually just recently been to the border. And Julio, by the way, one of his badges of honor is the mainstream media hates him because he actually reports the truth. Now, the mainstream media and Joe Biden are telling us right now, there's no crisis. I'm not a journalist. You tell me, is it a crisis? And what is the crisis? It absolutely is a crisis. Uh, I've been down in Texas multiple times in the McAllen, Rio Grande Valley, Del Rio, El Paso, Arizona, uh, even California. And I've been traveling to the border pretty consistently since 2019 when it was under President Trump. And it has been a complete 180. You know, I was uh, on a ride-along with then CBP Commissioner Morgan back in October, right before the election, and he was showing the border wall, the new border wall that was being built in El Paso. And the difference was between what was the old wall, which is just a barbed wire, and the 30-foot wall was just absolutely just staggering to see in person. And then all of a sudden, you know, we have this new administration that has open border rhetoric and policies, which does matter, and it has completely changed. And now we're seeing hundreds of people uh, crossing in the Rio Grande Valley specifically, uh, and I actually brought an example with me. Uh, these are different types of wristbands that the cartels use to mark the kids, the women uh, that are coming across the border just because they want to make sure that they actually paid at least some of it uh, to, to then cross the river. Uh, one of the most disturbing uh, bunch out of the one that I have in my hand here, this gray one, we specifically seen uh, come with females. Um, we're not exactly sure what that means, but it, it, it's real. And these litter the banks of the Rio Grande and the trails that they use. So you would also think environmentalists would be up in arms about it, but they're not. But it, 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 it is a crisis. And the thing is, is that these are people that are being taken advantage of. I always say the first victims of illegal immigration are the migrants themselves. The tremendous abuse that happens there, the sexual assaults, the physical abuse. And oftentimes they just disappear. It's not uncommon that they just disappear into who knows what. And so I don't see how that's a compassionate border policy uh, that we're seeing. And then on top of that, we have unaccompanied minors uh, coming across. And uh, just recently, I saw two uh, special needs kids cross in a single night. And Border Patrol is saying that they were seeing it, a dramatic increase in kids with special needs, sometimes by themselves, uh, coming across the border. So this is a problem right now. And it was self-inflicted, which kind of makes it the worst part of it. The next time... The left tells you how they're for women and children. Tell them about the gray wristband. Right. Congressman Nunes, I have a question for you. You're obviously, you're from California, but not the border part of California. Why should this issue matter to people in middle America that aren't involved in border states? Why is this Im issue of immigration so important? Well, look, it's, it's not just like I said in the opening where you, we're going to move in an entire major city this year. And they're going to be flooded out all throughout the country. And look, there's a lot of people that we want to let into this country. I mean, that was one of the things that President Trump said. Let's build a wall. Let's stop the wall. And then let's go out and recruit the best around the world. We want to be that shining city on a hill like Ronald Reagan said. But I just want to give credit where credit is due. And we should all give a round of applause to a real investigative reporter 
who you don't see this type of work being done. But it's, it's work like this. I always say that, that the left, they control 95% of the media. But look at what we do with less than 5%. We do all the investigative work. We bring out the truth. And now the problem is, as I know we've had a lot of discussion over the last few days, it's the social media companies censoring. But we're going to get through that, that problem too. But let me tell you about my re most recent trip to the border. So I was down in Texas uh, on the Rio Grande Valley, but I also went to California. So this is not just about the, it's, it's horrible what's happening to the kids. It's horrible what's happening with the drug cartels. But you have another cottage industry going. I walked, I, I, was, I was going along the border with Congressman Issa and a delegation down there. And we come up and there's, there's a young two young families, five young kids, an older, older gentleman. And I, I didn't really think they looked like they were from Central America. And so I went up I, in my pretty uh, worthless Spanish. So I started speaking Spanish to them. And I realized they didn't speak Spanish. Well, it ends up, then they start telling us a story where they speak, they're actually Roma. They're from Romania. They're gypsies. And so they're speaking some broken English and we're communicating. And they were mad. They were all dressed up fancy, fancy purses. I mean, everything. I'm like, man, how'd you guys get across like this? Well, it ends up, they took a direct flight into Mexico. Cartel then picked them up. They had just left Romania two days before. So clearly there is a sophisticated operation of human smuggling and human trafficking that's bringing over. I'm sure it looked to me like these people actually had some money. So there's there's a lot of weird stuff going on, on out there, not you know, from, the, from the small kids to the women that, that, that are being uh, uh, horribly treated, all the way to you know, what are people being smuggled over here from, from Romania for? We're about solutions. We're about solving problems, taking action here at CPAC. Congressman Babin, I have a question for you. What can we do in the short term? What can we do to help the Border Patrol? What can we do? We know that, unfortunately, right now, We've got people that are encouraging basically open borders, the reversing all the policies that you and President Trump did. What can we do to make the situation better? Thank you, Jim. Number one, don't cut the border security's budget. The, the president has, has basically flatlined our border security in this budget. Billions and billions of dollars for a Green New Deal uh, policies and what have you, uh, take our federal, uh, take over our election process, on and on and on, but not increasing the border security budget. That's, that's incredible to me with what we're seeing down there. And, and uh, quite frankly, I, I must, I'm, I'm the, the House Border Security Caucus uh, co-chairman. I've led three groups uh, down to the, uh, to the border uh, this year alone. I've been to every state on the southern border. And uh, I remember those uh, stories about the cruelty and inhumanity of uh, the Trump administration with the kids in cages, cages built by President Obama's administration, by the way. And uh, I, I was at, in Donna, Texas, looking at a CBP facility that had a capacity, a maximum capacity of 250 children. There were 5,700 kids in there, 5,700 stacked like hardwood. A couple of weeks later, they were issuing photographs from that facility with empty pods uh, saying that, look, we've got everything under control. 
uh, like Vice President Kamala Harris, she said, uh, we're having extreme progress down at the border. Well, when asked, that progress is processing migrants across the border and releasing them into the country. What they're doing is a shell game. The, 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 uh, the, the Biden administration is taking them, taking them out of CBP facilities, putting them in HHS facilities, and taking a picture and say, look, we got it all under control. What the solution is, is to re-implement these policies. And it's not real easy. I was with President Trump in the, down on the southern border in the, in the Rio Grande sector a couple of weeks ago uh, with Governor Abbott. And I can tell you it's not going to be quite as easy as just re-implementing these policies because it took so long to negotiate some of these. But for goodness sake, start rebuilding the wall. Start closing these gaps. Don't get rid of Title 42 during a COVID pandemic, for goodness sakes. Be able to have some tool in your tool chest to be able to turn people back and protect the, the people of the United States of America. And our Constitution, whether a lot of folks don't realize it, but in Article 4, Section 4, our federal government is mandated to give us a Republican form of government and protect us from invasion and protect us at the border as well. And if they don't do that, our states can fill that gap in. And I can tell you, God bless Texas for standing up. And God bless Florida, South Dakota, North Dakota, Idaho. All these states that are sending people to help our state uh, regain its, uh, its secure border. It has to be done. And then again, elections have consequences. Don't vote for open borders Democrats, folks. You can't. Talk to your, your, your friends, your neighbors, your relatives. Don't vote for the folks that are, that are giving you open borders. Let me tell you, Texas is filling up with Californians, New Yorkers. People are moving down. They're getting out of those places. I was happy to be here today. I'm glad you're here, Kevin. <laughs> glad you're here. Anyway, that's, and, that's how we solve the problem, Jim. And just real quick, and by the way, I've never seen a reporter get a standing ovation at CPAC. So, Julio, that was a first. Real quick, you're, you're going that as an angle where you're not in office right now, but what do you think we can all do to make the situation better at the border in the short term? Well, I think it's just to really pay attention to what's happening. Um, you know, I'm not saying just focus on my reporting. There's a lot of other great reporters that I've been traveling with. Uh, and be, just keep yourselves well informed because this crisis doesn't stop in McAllen or Del Rio or Roma, Texas. It goes farther beyond. I just came back from northern Los Angeles County, uh, 200 miles, give or take. And the cartels out there with their illegal marijuana farms are terrorizing the residents in northern Los Angeles County is basically cartel land out there in the remote desert areas because they are stealing water. They're harming the environment. Uh, I have uh, there was a couple that was talking about that they were hiking in their areas that they've hiked for years. A cartel member came out and threatened them and said, if you come back out, we'll kill you. And so they're very scared. And, you know, you might say, well, it's Los Angeles County. You know, you vote for, you know, you vote what you can. You get what you vote for, which Okay, but these are Americans. Uh, this should not be politicized. We shouldn't tolerate, uh, you know, uh, drug trafficking organizations threatening our fellow Americans. So just pay attention. This issue does reach every single community. I know the Midwest has the opioid crisis still, and you know that. Where does that come from? A lot of it comes from the South. So just stay informed. This this crisis is ongoing, uh, and just really just pay attention to what's happening. Thank you. And what a panel, Congressman Babin, Congressman Nunes. Julio Rosas, if I make President Trump late, he'll yell at me. 
Let's go. Thank you. Thank you.